The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cap Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Cap Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the Power Cat Podcast from our new studios here at Go Power Cat's World Headquarters, the corner of 4th and Leavenworth in beautiful Manhattan, Kansas. Not beautiful today, man. It is cold. It's like your K-State fan on Tuesday morning. It's bitter. Damn groundhog. It's better out there. You're so wrong. He's always he's a groundhog, why man. Don't we, why don't we shoot him? This year was the 18th time in the last like 137 years or something that he's picked. Incorrectly? It, no, it picked uh, an early spring. Well, but all the 100, 120 times or whatever. Look, all I'm saying is winter. if you can't trust a groundhog to predict the weather... Who can we trust? I know, because you can't trust a weatherman. Can't trust Big Bread, Big Dairy. <laughs> you can't trust weather people, man. We've had two blizzards now here in Manhattan that have added up to no accumulation. They've been brutal blizzards. Yeah, I mean, I, I have just gone to the store, stocked up, uh, bolted my doors down. I don't need them getting out of control. No, no. And then I woke up to a dry ground. This is the Powercat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We are GoPowerCat.com's Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, and Zach Carlson. Like I said, we're here in our new studios. I can't wait. Boys, I can't wait to put out photos of the new studio. We talked about doing a video, but I may not be able to wait for the video. I might just have to put up... You just shoot it after we record this. We could, but I'm not really dressed for it. I'm dressed like a homeless person. You want to be on the video? I thought I was on the video, yeah. I thought I was going to give a tour. I mean, I don't think you really have to be dressed up like the drive. What What do you? What were your visions for the video in which we were going to uh, unveil the new studio? Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I'm sitting here in this <laughs> new studio. I can be I on camera know. and you can narrate it. No. <laughs> it sounds like a high school like how-to video or something. <laughs> no. What a, if I get a voiceover, you, you'll you like talk, but I'll put, hi, no. I'm Riley Gates. No, I'll just point, and you can talk about it. I'll point to the wall here, and then I'll point to Rocky over there. Uh, we'll I can just... already hear the background music. It's just corporate, like. <laughs> no. Well, I don't want to tweet the pictures out. That loses its effect. Okay. We should do the video. Should we remove the uh, Doritos from the coffee table? No, it shows that it's us. Just us. Okay, we'll do a video this afternoon, Zach. We'll just do a little video tour. The problem is the front of the office isn't done yet. It's close. It's done it. Getting very close. Uh, get, get the painting, one more coat of paint up there, and a little sign up on the wall, and that area is done also, and then into the kitchen. Yes, we have a kitchen here. We don't use it, but we have a kitchen. Yep, we do. It's kind of storage right now. This is uh, an exciting week here at Go Paracat because we uh, we are really close on the video. I mean, we're, we're close. The equipment's supposed to come in today. The very expensive, by our standards, 
what do we call it? Is it a mixer? No. It's stream switcher. Stream nah, switcher. I mean, it's switcher. more, it's it's more switcher. than that. It's a switcher uh, so that we can do video production and, and switch cameras, a multi-camera shoot, and right here in the new studio as we prepare for a debut episode of The Power Chat, which hopefully will come sometime. In. A guest is important. We, I think we know the guest. We just have to book the guest. But we have to make sure everything works first properly. Uh, we'll have to do a test show. And um, maybe with Marcus Watts. Because, you know, he's such a snappy talker. We'll talk about his hip. Yeah. He likes to talk about his hip. Talk about Ron Prince. Maybe I'll get it on the record with about Ron Prince. Yeah, because he's really open to talking about that kind of yeah. stuff. And how he was tech mobiled off the field. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, literally the ambulance did come on the field. So let's get going now to questions from Wild Bass Station. We are sponsored by The Fridge Wholesale Liquor at the corner of Westport and Claflin right here in beautiful Manhattan. It's, it's always beautiful. It's, it can be cold if it wants, but it's still beautiful in my heart and in my soul. To get into the fridge, a, uh, you missed your deadline. If you had wanted to buy a green keg for a fake Patty's Day, you're screwed now. You're not getting it from the fridge. You missed your deadline. So ha ha ha. Are you fascinated by green beer? Do you think green? Oh beer? yeah, absolutely. You are. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Don't put stuff in my beer. I'll drink one. What do you mean? Put stuff in it? You can't even taste it. I just beer should be uh, the the color of urine. It's basically what it should be. Okay. That didn't really I'd... work out the way I planned it. But yeah, I don't like I don't like green. Green it does weird things. When you put green dye in your body, it has bad results. And I'm not going to talk about. I do have a picture of my tongue after drinking some green beer. It's, I do not want a picture green. of your tongue. No, it's just like a picture where my you can see my tongue. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you look like Mitch Lightfoot? No. Okay. Well, then not. If he did, I really would. Prison Mitch. Prison Mitch. And uh, the segment sponsored by Tanners. Get into Tanners. Great people. Uh, great sports up on the TVs, and it's it's the place to watch NCAA Big Twelve tournaments, all that stuff. If you're in Manhattan, get over to Tanner. Say hi to Jeremy and Charlie and the rest of the gang. And here we go. Your questions from Wabash Station. From Adam K sixty three. While I try not to blame the game on officiating, how does one team only get called for eight fouls the entire game and no more than two flat? Two fouls on one player. That's absurd. They had, correct me if I'm wrong, they had one foul on a starter? I don't know that off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, eight, eight fouls in the game is almost unheard of, but not totally, but it was ridiculous. I mean, look, it wasn't the officials. K-State wasn't prepared for that game. They weren't mentally locked in enough to sustain it when KU counterpunched K-State quit. That's what it looked like to me. And then they didn't get calls. I, you know, Barry Brown needed a call desperately going to the rim and couldn't get one. There was some absurd over-the-back stuff that wasn't called. I thought KU actually did block a lot of shots cleanly. So There was more than 2,000 that first half. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Nine to two? Are you kidding me? It was, that was silly, but again, the better team won that game. K-State was not locked in, and, and I'm going to be pretty harsh about this throughout the podcast. 
from Purple Powerhouse. The script for every K-State KU game in Lawrence is hilariously predictable. Our bigs or main contributors get a bunch of early fouls called on them, and it takes us out of the game um, and takes us out of what we want to do. How does this happen every time? Well, I mean, if you want to be fair, it didn't necessarily happen the last two years because they were in the game. Well, I didn't think this followed the script. K-State led early. Um, I thought Dean fouled. Dean fouled and Mac fouled. Well, yeah. Mac, Mac kind of fouled. Mac didn't foul in the second one. Yeah, but well, but that was a little bit later in the first half. That wasn't one of those where oh, Michael Beasley has two fouls in five minutes. Yeah, that kind of stupid crap that goes on once in a while. Guy never has two fouls in the first ten minutes of a game and immediately does it in Lawrence. Um, I, Dean fouled. Dean was not ready to play. If it's his foot or his brain, doesn't matter. He wasn't ready to play, and the whole team paid a price for that. I, I just think that 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 script is is more so. It's kind of you get rattled. You get rattled in an outfield house, and it doesn't matter how mature of a team you are. But that, teams get they rattled. They didn't get rattled the last two years, right? Except for maybe Barry at the buzzer. Sorry, I was saying more of the script. How right. it happens, right? But they did get rattled this time. That's what I can't explain. Hey, we were good as sophomores. We should have won. We got screwed on a bad miss call. Uh, as juniors, we probably should have won, but we did kind of freeze at the end. And as seniors, we completely peed down our leg. Yep. Explain it. I can't. We'll get there. From AZCAT05, why do we make Mitch Lightfoot look like an All-American when we play Kansas? I'm sorry. It never looks like an All-American. It looks like a weirdo. <laughs> he does. He. I, I'm going to give this to Mitch Lightfoot. This is a kid that has really found where his game comes from, knows his limitations, and goes out and does the things he can do to help his team win. That's a good teammate, although he drives me crazy. I would love to have a guy just like that for Kansas State. Absolutely. He he knows that he's not a great athlete, so this is where his shots come from. He knows he's got to play hard and rebound hard and, and go in, in short spurts and come out of the game and go back in. I admire him for what he does. That He's still goofy looking, but I admire how he plays. Two things. Number one, yes, I think that Mitch Lightfoot would be – He's one of the guys that you can hate on KU, and yet at the same time you kind of respect him. Yeah, he, you don't hate him to the point where you hate like Jeff Withy. So it's a different number two. Or Jeff Withy just minding his own business. You got oh, nowhere to get shot. Jeff Withy was not minding his own business. Yeah, he's fouling somebody again seven times and getting nine blocks. What is he result. at Starbucks doing this? Yeah, pretty much. He's not number moves. two. If anybody's confused as to where uh, Mitch Lightfoot came from, allow me to direct you to his 24-7 recruiting profile where he was a four-star prospect out of Tucson, Arizona, the 109th ranked player in the country, and a four-star composite ranking as the number one player out of Arizona. So he's not. This a, is not a scrub. He's not a walk-on. Yeah, the, he'd be the, the highest-rated player on K-State's roster, basically. It's not like you went to Blue Valley Northwest and they oh, allowed him to walk on. No, poor Blue Valley Northwest. Well, I didn't mean that as a shot Whoa. at Blue Valley Northwest, but doesn't he look like a kid that's kind of from that Johnson County area? You just got your shotgun loaded today, don't you, the young Riley Gates? You're just shooting up holes in everyone. Hey, if if he looked like he was from Beloit, I'd take a shot at Beloit. But he looks like he's from Johnson County. Yeah, he looks like up. Never mind. But he's a good player. He's, he's a four-star. Yeah. <laughs> From <laughs> purple my nurple. <laughs> <laughs>
Is that new? I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't a, remember. It's a, he's posted. He, she has posted. I don't know if we've had him on the podcast, but uh, welcome. Um, do you believe Dean Wade's ineffectiveness has anything to do with injuries? Yeah, a little bit. Does it have something to do with them? Yes. Am I willing to allow him to use it as a crutch? No. No. Right. Exactly. Here's my thing. Bruce Weber brought it up. He always brings it up when Dean doesn't play well and then doesn't bring it up when Dean does play well. And then Bruce put himself, put his foot in the old bear trap. Talked about how important practicing is. Yes, it is. About how Dean hasn't practiced in uh, 17 years. Okay, I get it. He hasn't practiced in like three weeks now. Okay. Um, I And I get he'll be a little rusty. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Cam hasn't been practicing either. And, and he gave it some good time out there. Uh, so it doesn't affect Cam, but it affects Dean. Uh, I understand that not practicing affects you, but if, you, if you're not ready to play, whether it's health or mental, you shouldn't be on the floor. Well, and I'm just going to – I'm going to be real blunt. You, you want to say it when he plays bad, and I'll give you it. Yeah, it definitely affects him when he plays bad, but we don't want to talk about how he battled through an injury or something like that when he plays well. Suddenly it's a, oh, man, Dean looks really healthy. He had – 20 points against Oklahoma, 24 points against Oklahoma State after the first injury. Then he hurts himself again against Iowa State. Next game he comes back, scores 10 points, has six rebounds against West Virginia. I mean, I know that's not an explosion of stats, but it's it's still a solid game. He was 4-9 from the floor. I, I just I, I don't want to – I have a trouble allowing people to continue to use it as an excuse when he proves that he's able to play through this injury. This isn't one that's hobbling him. And he's just been ineffective ever since getting injured. He can play through it. He was just passive. He was Dean Wade. He was he went into Dean Wade passive mode and didn't let the game come to him. He let the game go past him. And he was just out there kind of hanging around. He looked rattled. He, he, he just was completely out of sorts. And this is a guy who should play in the NBA, but this trait is costing him a lot of money. He is slipping through the draft right now because nobody wants a guy who in the biggest moments checks out or is constantly hurt or feels hurt. Whatever it is, you just can't have that on your roster. From I Like Pickles Cat, how do you evaluate the career of Dean Wade? He has never been a statistical monster and disappears in big games. I evaluated in that KU game. You needed him to step up. You needed him to make a huge splash for your team, and you needed him to be Dean Wade. And he wasn't. And a big opportunity slipped through your fingers. He's going to be pleasantly remembered, but never near the rafters. Yeah. Like if He's you want to be a guy that was good. If you yeah. want to make an argument for it, he, he, that game, this whole this whole season. Ah, there's no argument for it. You can't. You can't argue that he belongs in the rafters after. Uh, what he's been this season, and whether that's injury generated or not, it's still part of your career. From Purple Powerhouse, is it time to just sit Wade for a week or so and get him healthy for the Big 12 tournament? He's no. clearly not giving us anything right the now. The total opposite. Get him Ooh. through the regular season. Go get your regular season title or share of, and then sit him for the Big 12 tournament. You will lose the conference if you sit Dean Wade. <laughs> yeah, you you got you to gotta get three more games out of him, unless it really gets bad, and then sit him the Big 12 tournament. If you've won the regular season title, everyone knows you're the champ, no matter what, who gets the automatic bid. 
did in the tournament. That won't matter. Sit him down. Don't try to get him to play back-to-back games in Kansas City or three in a row, like if they won't go to the title game. Don't. No, that's not worth it. Who cares? You then need him healthy for the NCAA tournament. So that's when you shut him down, unless something bad happens. But I'll tell you what. I, I don't think they'll – I think they're going to have a lot of problems with Baylor. I'm really fearful of this game. But if they'd get up 20 in the second half, you absolutely shut him down. You just shut him down whenever you can. Uh, and you just have to make sure that Dean understands if you're going to play, you're going to participate. You're not just going to be on the court. You're going to participate. And if you're not able to participate in this game, if you're just out there kind of going through the motions and the foot hurts too much, we're going to have to just put you on the bench. Austin Trice might get pushed into some situations that he's not prepared to be in because Bruce hasn't prepared him for that, which is a whole other discussion. But they might have to use him at the four and just go for the energy that Trice will bring you. From Canelio, we've crapped the bed twice now in games. We've had huge opportunities to put a stranglehold on this conference, Iowa State at home and KU and Lawrence. Can this team handle the pressure in these last three games? It's mm. a tough question. I don't know. The pressure was not ever going to be higher than it was in Lawrence, right? I mean, is that fair? I, I'm going to write this, but this that was maybe the most meaningful regular season game Kansas State basketball's played in 30 years, and they looked like they didn't give a you-know-what. Yeah. They, they just looked like they didn't care. They weren't focused. They weren't mentally prepared. Um, so would it shock me if Baylor rolls in here on Saturday and wins? Absolutely not. Would it shock me if they go to TCU for against a team that, despite getting back a key player, is still struggling? Losing at West Virginia last night, no, it wouldn't surprise me. Would it surprise me if they lost Oklahoma on you know at home the last game of the season? That would probably surprise me. But I've also learned with this program, just don't. Nothing is for certain. They just they don't go out and take care of business often enough to to give fans a real sense of faith in the program. I think the biggest thing that I was the most disappointed with that game on Monday was is. Bill Self not only coached a far better game than Bruce Weber did, but Bill Self continued to coach for 40 minutes. And it looked like once once K-State faced adversity, Bruce Weber didn't know what to do. And and I'm, I wrote about the scout last week, about how the scout's so good, and, and it's it helps them win a lot of games. But it looks like every time that KU or, or any opponent comes out and they change some things up, it's not quite on the scout. They don't know what to do. They're just they're lost. They, they've uh-huh. never seen this before. What do we do? Kansas looked more mature starting four freshmen. you got to make in-game adjustments, man. I know. Last question of the first half from Get Out More Cat. How bizarre is the Nate Bucati incident, especially given the fact that he's by far the most outspoken about other fans doing this stuff to KU players or coaches in the past? Well, also, that's typical, actually. Also, is the fact that he's not getting fired or suspended by 810 the best example of it's not what you know, but who you know that you've ever seen? Well, I'll address the second half of that question first. I don't believe he should be fired or suspended. This this was, I mean, clearly this was a miss, what's the word I want to use here? An er- an ex- severe error in judgment. Yes. Yeah. And, and we've all had him. I've... I've probably tweeted a lot of things that at times are 
just ignorant and Amen. stupid and and everybody's done it so I, I don't think that this is a, a fireable offense a suspendable I, actually I, I think if they'd have suspended him I, I think that's worse I like that they made him come on the air and, and address the problem the right. day after it happened so no I don't, I don't agree with the second half well I have a lot of thoughts on this and, and Riley and I have talked about this quite a bit when you get in this industry whether you're you know supposed to be completely unbiased like a newspaper print person or you are a morning entertainer which is really what he is Kevin Keatsman tries to bring substance and a news angle to what his opinions offer Nate Buchady and Stephen St. John their entire morning shtick is based on the rivalry between Kansas and Missouri the border patrol He's always been the KU guy. He's been identified in the very nature of his show as the KU guy. So maybe my feelings here aren't that um, it's related at all to WHB. Just the simple fact that you're a known person, that you're an adult, you shouldn't do what he did. You know, Xavier Sneed didn't do anything. It's not like he got a technical or threw an elbow. He's just playing the game, man. I don't under what I really I find most distressing. I don't understand the wiring in your brain that would make you do what he did. Hold up a stat sheet from front row, kind of putting it in the face of a player that is in the course of a game. What what part of wiring of your brain makes you think that hey, that's a good idea, even in a split second? That, that's what I didn't really get. But as far as his you know, he, he didn't need to make an apology because it was it was a bad look for WHB. It's a horrible look for WHB. But, folks, he's a KU guy. You knew that. You never listened to Nate Bucati saying, I wonder what his insights are on the cats. I value those. He doesn't care. He, he's, he's a homer. He is an absolute KU homer. And Stephen, to a lesser degree, is a Missouri homer. I think Stephen's a little more down the middle, but that's the whole shtick of their show. I'm the KU guy. I'm the Missouri guy. We don't give a crap about K-State. That's the whole premise of the show. So, no, he shouldn't be fired. It, it further, if you look at it from their standpoint in the big picture, it certainly affirmed his standing with KU fans because they probably think that's pretty cool. So... My problem here isn't his relationship with WHB. My problem here is his relationship as the voice of sport in Kansas City. This has been my problem from the, the get-go. And then I find out those seats belong to the owner of sporting. And he told his buddy, don't do anything stupid. And he thought something stupid was getting a photo with Marlins, man. Hold my freaking beer. Here we go. Here's stupid. I'm sitting in my ultra-rich boss's seat who holds the keys to my future as a soccer broadcaster. Hi, I'm a dumbass. That was my problem. How many of uh, the young K-State crowd, uh, you know, young professionals in Kansas City, probably more young than older, but there's a lot of parents, too, with kids that are in soccer, so they become sporting fans. And certainly the group of students who go to Celtic Star and our friends down there, the McCalls, and watch soccer. And and Nate Bucati is the voice of that team. The 
the voice, the, the very representative of the soccer team you watch, just took a giant crap on your university, simply because he can't get past the fact that he's a KU graduate. His problems with sporting. Should he be fired from WHP? No. Should sporting stop and wonder, did he hurt our brand with a segment of our customers that he needs to value more than apparently he does? Hell yes, they need to stop and look at that. I don't, I'm not going to call for him to be fired. I won't do that. But I tell you what, he's got more answers to provide to sporting than he does to WHB. And probably more answers to provide to his kids who are probably taking a ton of crap at school because dad is a dumbass. That's it for the first half. We'll be back. The Power Cat Podcast continues shortly. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus their back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Autocorrect your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the Power Cat Podcast. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Got my blood pressure down in the break. It was a long break. No, it wasn't. It was just a few minutes. My blood pressure isn't down. I'm still worked up. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let me just add a couple more th- things to the Bukati thing. I, our dear friend Jay Hydrick compared it to the chicken wing incident with an unknown student. And I get you know, there are errors in judgment in a, you know, a split second. But that was just a student. I mean, this is a, a, a known person, media personality. But if you want to make that comparison, then I ask you this. That young man was banned for life from Bramwich Coliseum. I think maybe they've overturned that now. Yeah. I thought it was like a three-year thing. Or I think they, as long as he was in college, I think, or right. something. But that was pretty severe. Yeah. He's a, he's a big fan. So what's the comparative punishment for Nate? Maybe WHB says, as long as you're employed here, you're not going down Fieldhouse anymore. Yeah. I mean, the way that I, I've said it to you, too, not to hit on it again or continue to harp on it, but I, I believe that when you get in this business, whether it's what we do, what Kellis Robinette does, he's obviously had to change his past with being a KU grad and now covering K-State, or whether it is Nate Bucati who – can openly be a KU fan and can talk about how he likes KU on the air. 
I believe that you forfeit the right to go to your alma mater and wear those colors to a game while you're in the area, whether you're right. covering Missouri or or Nebraska. Or, you just you give up that right. Now, if, if Nate got out of the business or he started doing only sporting, then fine. Yeah, you go to KU games, be a KU fan. But I think when you have a – I don't go out really in public in K-State gear, really. No, we don't. And I, co- I work for a fan site that covers K-State sports. Right. I just I, – I think you give that up, and, and I don't think some people realize that, that at some point you're not just a sports fan that gets paid to talk about sports. You are a professional that gets paid you don't, to talk about sports. And you don't really get a clock out. Yes. You don't get it. That's a, well, he wasn't working. You realize that. Well, he's still representing his company, and he's still expected to do, go talk about things in a somewhat unbiased manner. Maybe, maybe not. If I go to a Royals game and make a fool out of myself and somebody recognizes me, it's not. I don't get away with it just because I wasn't working. Uh, my other thoughts on this are um, key fans get triggered about court stormings. This is This is worse. In my opinion, instead of a, a joyous celebration of a victory that the fans value, this was just an ugly thing directed at a student athlete for really no reason. And my other thought is this, and K-State fans will understand this, and this will trigger KU fans, that's why the students chant FKU. This stuff. And not just the actions of Nate Bukati, but how you think it's no big deal. It's a rivalry, folks. I understand Nate hates K-State. I get it. But doing expressing it in that manner is a really ugly way to do it. But the fact that so many KU fans think it's no big deal, get rid of the chance never going to stop. It bugs the hell out of you, and that alone means the, the students will always do it. Let's get going with the second half of the PowerCat podcast. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson. We're sponsored by The Fridge, and I don't know if we're going to go to the high-low for lunch today. We did it last week, and then we all lapsed into comas. Yeah, it took me a while to do any work after that. Look, you go in and order a slice. You know, we're all, we are used to ordering our pizzas that show up at our door, and a slice is, you know. You can slice. eat four slices. Right. Five. Right. You order one slice at the high-low. You might want medical personnel near. Especially if you start dipping into that second one. I, I mean, did I order a quarter of a pizza? I don't remember ordering a quarter of a pizza. I ordered a slice. These things are enormous. And I did order two. You ordered wings. They look good. Well, the wings are very good. But anyhow, yeah, but get, they weren't wing sauce. I know. Because buffalo a, is crap. Folks, this is the most... Ridiculous take. I know some of you think Riley Gates has silly takes. This is it. This is the topper. He thinks buffalo sauce, the very reason we cherish wings as a society, because of buffalo sauce, he thinks it's crap. Please spam his Twitter mentions. It makes me want to vomit. And he, he likes barbecue sauce, which I like barbecue wings. If they're the right kind of barbecue, I have no problem with eating alternative flavors of wings. <laughs> Okay, I prefer it's honey barbecue, but a lot, a lot of places do the honey barbecue. I prefer garlic parmesan. Not a lot of places do garlic parmesan. At a place like the High Low, you have four options. You have hot. Yes. You have buffalo. Yes. You have barbecue, which I like. And yes. then the other one that I'm blanking on the name right now is kind of like a dry rub of sorts, Ooh. which is actually really good. I've had it. dirty. Hey, uh, I kind of look at it this way. Fellas, follow along here. Buffalo is my lady. And barbecue's my side. 
my side call right there. Your side chick? Yeah, my side chick right there. It's just when, when, I'm, when I'm a little tired of the buffalo. Like I have a side call. My wife barely sticks around. My, even buffalo doesn't love me. I can't do hot, so that rules that out because I'm Irish. Potatoes are spicy to us. Anyhow, get into the Hilo. It's delicious. It's incredible. Okay. Mac and cheese pizza. I had it for the first time. It was a it's a life changer. It's, it's amazing. It's, it sounds weird. I know. It's like AJ's Pizzeria and the Varsity Truck had a child. <laughs> exactly. And I think if we go today, I'm going to have a burger because they're they're doubles. The double royales. The royale with cheese. Are awesome. Anyhow, here we go. Stop in the fridge when you're in town. Get stocked up. St. Patty's Day, the the celebration of my peoples and snakes. I don't understand that at all. Uh, is coming up quickly, whether it's fake or real. It's both going to be here in Manhattan before you know it. Is it really this weekend? Yep. yep. I thought it was next weekend. Nope, it's spring, this one. Spring break is a week So the real one is year. next weekend. It is no, this one. two weeks. Yeah. So spring. is there an off week? Spring break's messed up this this year. Yes, yeah, so spring break got moved up a, a week. So is there an off week between fake and real Patty's Day? Yeah. So I be. will. I, I'm going to just put this out there. I actually have a, a what I consider a family wedding, the last game of the season against Oklahoma, and I'll be in Colorado. And I remember when we committed to the wedding. Oh, what could possibly you know? It's just one game. It'll just be the Big Twelve title. Anyhow, but I was afraid there was some Irishness I was going to miss out on. No, it's the fake holiday is probably the earliest it's ever happened. Okay, very good. There's nothing fake about the Pirate podcast. freaking 7 p.m. tip. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be zombie land. It's going to be a mess, and everyone's going to be wearing Baylor green. Yep. Here we go. Questions from Wildbass Station. Here's Zach. From Wildcat Steve 18, is there any update on Cartier's injury? Uh, no. I mean, really, we, we asked last week, and um, you know, Bruce said he was getting stitches out. He, he said he was getting stitches out next week, last week. So he's getting them out at some point this week. I believe it's tomorrow. I, I, um, love, I love Bruce. Sometimes he says things, and he was talking about, well, he was out shooting with his right hand. And I'm like, well, it, that doesn't matter. Bruce, is, he's left-handed, and that is still in a cast. Yeah. He was shooting yeah. with an uninjured hand. That's not like a – that's not progress here. You know, originally I was told he's gone for the season. Maybe he is, but I think probably he's gone for the regular season for sure. I think we might see him in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's why I really haven't. There's not a lot of digging to do. You're not going to get him back in these next three games. Maybe in Kansas City. Maybe. But, folks, he broke a bone. He's got a pin in his hand. In his shooting hand. So I think if you get him back, you're mostly talking about defense and and those kind of things. So I don't know. From Watercat, what are your thoughts on what you've seen from Sean Neal Williams in his extended minutes? I like it. Um, I think he makes a lot of really stupid decisions, yeah. like uh, pulling up at the three-point line in Allen Fieldhouse thinking he has the green light for some reason. Don't know where that came from. He's got a little fearless in him. Yeah. He needs to get over that. He's got that... But I, I, <laughs> I'm afraid to say what I'm about to say. That's never stopped me. It's never stopped me. Clearly, when I'm on, uh, when I'm watching Sean Neal Williams play defense, I see the attitude that Barry Brown has when I he plays defense. He's not afraid to go for 30 seconds on the defensive end of the floor. It might hurt him on offense. But he's going to get down and he's going to guard you. He's going to jump through screens. He's going to get up in your grill. 
And with the right maturity, with the right coaching, he could end up being not the same player as Barry Brown, but he could play at that level in terms of his defensive awareness on the floor and, and be a really special player. He needs to emulate everything Barry Brown has done at Kansas State in terms of work, dedication, focus. I'm going to be a good defensive player and then work on my offense, all of that stuff. He makes really bad decisions on when to drive, where to drive. He gets into the lane, has no idea where he's going. He needs to work on that, but that'll come with time. I'm a little disappointed he hasn't played more this season. He reminds me of Mike McGurl at this juncture of last season. If you recall, before the NCAA tournament, he was doing a lot of this. So maybe he, there's hope for him in the NCAA tournament. He actually provides something of substance like Mike did. Speaking of Mike, can I go on the record and say that Mike McGurl, if he continues on the path that he's on, is going to go down as Bruce Weber's probably a top five because I was going to say greatest, and I remember Marcus Foster, might be one of his best recruiting steals ever in terms of the fact that this was – he was probably the low point of the class. Yeah. Just this underrated guard. Nobody really cared about him. Nobody really offered him. And I don't – I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't think the people miss the mark on him, but he's, he's pretty special. Um and I, and I don't think it was just a flash in the pan, kind of what we saw him do last year. I think it was kind of a glimpse of what could be to come for his junior and senior year. Just like his hair. No, I hate it. Bam, bam. He loses all credibility if he doesn't cut his hair. I take back that comment. Should get cussed out. <laughs> this is my this is my hot take. I, I get offended by anyone who has a surplus of hair and then does weird stuff with it. Like a bun? Like anything. Like dyeing it, putting it in a giant mohawk or even like a, a giant flat top so that's a foot high. Anything. If you've got a surplus of hair, don't do weird stuff with it. It's like you have so much money, you're burning $100 bills. And I'm over here poverty stricken in the hair department watching it happen. <laughs> from <clears throat> from I Like Pickles Cat, the loss in the fog is a bummer but not a deal breaker. What do you see as the most likely scenario for the Big 12 the rest of the year? Most likely... A three-way tie. I don't see a three-way tie. I think most likely is K-State and Tech tie. Because most likely you're saying it's most likely K-State loses the game, and so does Tech. That's what my gut says. And KU has the easiest final three games. KU has, on paper, the easiest final three games, and yet they suck on the road to the degree. One road game in overtime, and Jamie Dixon choked it away. And I know you can easily defeat my argument with the fact that they won in Morgantown. Or, no. They lost in Morgantown. Sorry, I was saying West Virginia won. Gotcha. KU lost in Morgantown. But, good Lord, it's it's Gallagher, Iba, and and Lloyd Noble, two environments that are not intimidating right I now. I know. I know. But they're awful on the road. Really, what they did in Manhattan against K-State was one of their better road performances. Yeah. I, I think... I feel comfortable saying it's going to be one of those two. Nobody's going to win. I find it hard to believe both K-State and Tech will lose a game down the stretch in three games. K-State should win out. If if they don't win out, it's just an utter collapse in my book to lose two of your last four and end up. Nobody's going to win it outright. Mm. I'm willing to say that. Tech goes to Iowa State. So you're saying that. They've lost two of their last three at home. You're saying that 
there's a better chance both teams will win or lose in Tech and K State than one wins all three and one goes two and one. I don't. Yes, I don't, I don't see one of those two teams going three and zero and the other one going two and one. I tell you what, it's going to be one hell of a day if if Kansas State beats Oklahoma and then you're all and they've gone three and zero and you're just sitting around waiting for Iowa State Tech. Nope, that's before. That's before. Well, it'll be halftime. Halftime of the K State game, I think is. Nobody tell K State the score. Nobody, I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm nobody, not even going to say what it was. I just nobody. wish they'd do a decision day type thing where all the games tip at the same time yeah. on on that Saturday. Just 3 p.m., just all all five games happen. Man, that's going to be a very uneventful day. If it's, I thought it was going to be after. Be fun. I had in my head that it was a night game. So sad. Yeah, I think it's – I th- at least that's what I thought I saw. But, yeah, how, I, think how I don't know. Maybe you get a couple more games down the road. Maybe ESPN will say we want to switch this to the night game. How about my good friend Mike Boynton just beats KU? Good friend. Yeah, I didn't know you guys were good friends. Well, you know, he thanked me for the question at Big 12 Media Day. That's, that, and you're that the only you person friends. that asked him questions on the teleconference. Yeah, we're, we're b- basically BFFs. That's nice. It's going to be a sad day when he gets fired. I know. Um, <laughs> Mike, how you feel? Are you, are you a Snapchat friend? No, I'm working on it. Should sure. be. <laughs> really should be. Go Pokes. <laughs> From Jim Cat, which games will K-State and Texas Tech lose and allow KU a shared title? Well, well really, the only game that Texas Tech can lose is at Iowa State. They've got Oklahoma State and Lubbock, and then they go to Oklahoma? No, they, go, they have Texas. TCU. They have right? – I'm looking at their schedule okay, here. Sorry. I just pulled it up. Uh, they have Oklahoma State tonight. They have TCU on Saturday. They have Texas on Monday, and then they play Iowa State. They have four, oh, yeah, that's right. they have they four have, games, that's including right. this. Yeah, they play tonight. So they're not going to lose tonight, unfortunately. No, they're not. They're, not. they're going to win the next three, and then it'll be a matter of going into Ames. And you just don't know what you're going to get from Iowa State. They could be the freaking best team in the country or an eighth-place team in the Big 12. i got to be honest with you. I feel more comfortable with them losing to TCU than I do Iowa State. Iowa State's not played well at home. TCU has for a decent, but they've also lost some at home too. But I watched them almost beat KU there. Yeah, but that's the one game in common that K-State and Texas Tech both have. Are we going to give TCU two home back-to-back home game wins? I don't think TCU wins. Both <laughs> All of my arguments are contradicting themselves. <laughs> there we go. That's why this is a quality podcast. I don't know what to think because TCU is literally the most unpredictable team in this conference. They are. They are. They are. They really are. They they can be awful losing at West Virginia, or they can be really good. How do you lose to that West Virginia team? How? Oh. I I don't know, man. I think TCU goes one and one next their next two games. Uh, are are Oklahoma State and West Virginia done? Because done they, playing each other. Yeah. Why? Because I I would like to burn down the building before they have an opportunity to play each other. Uh, they will end the season in Stillwater. <laughs> How many, Barn burner. How many people are going to be there? A 3 p.m. tip at Gallagher Arena between the bottom two teams in the conference to decide probably who is the 9 seed and who is the 10 seed. Oh, yeah. No, man, that's awful. That's awful. Is that it? No. No, that's oh, you're just, you're are you? I mean, are you going to pick which games? Or are we done? What, what games am I picking again? Which games were most likely for K-State and Tech to lose? Well, at TCU, although I'm worried about Baylor because Baylor's playing really well. Um, I'm worried about Baylor this weekend in Manhattan. But, of course, at TCU and then at Iowa State for Tech. I think those are the two games. 
Casey, just go take care of business. You're, you, you're better. You should win these three games. This is what makes me mad. You should win these. Why am I so worried about this when it's stuff that uh, with this is the payoff year. Let's get the payoff. From Wizard6294, do you honest, honestly believe K-State can win out the remaining games on the schedule? Growing up watching K-State sports, we have rarely taken advantage of the opportunity when it is given to us. Spot on. Well said, Coach Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That's exactly what I just said. I mean, I believe they can. I believe they should. There's really no other way to put it. Um, and we'll, we'll let Fitz kind of do the talking when he writes, but... Don't don't suck, you know. I mean, I hate to to put it so bluntly, but don't suck. Don't suck. Don't don't That's, suck. Okay. That's just a good motto. That's we should answer. put that up on the wall here. From I like pickles cat. What seed do you predict the cats earn in the tournament? I hope he means Cincinnati. I here. hope so too, because it's either one or two in the Big Twelve tournament. Could Not be, true. Could they be could three. be three. Uh, if it's three way tie. They could be three. It depends who's fourth. Well. That'd who's be gonna be fourth? They would, if they win Saturday. Well, you, we don't know who's going to be fourth yet. If, I mean, if it was a three-way tie at thirteen and five, I guess Tech, K State, and KU would all be tied because right. they split with each other. And you can't break it on a head-to-head because they split. Right. You so you have to, to go to the fourth place. So that makes so that that potentially makes Saturday's game with Baylor enormous because you'd get you the sweep be, there. Yeah. Because KU's already got the sweep. And where does TCU sit in the stands? That's the one team KU sweeping because they won in Baylor. So. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's very undetermined for the Big 12 tournament. In terms of the NCAA tournament, I got to be the Debbie Downer here. I think you needed to win in Lawrence to really get people to put you a top four seed, unless no, you win the Big 12 I, outright. I agree. I, I don't even think they'll get there. I don't think there's anything. I guess the, the postseason tournament could get them there. There's nothing on the schedule of such value that will get you up to four. I think case it's staring at a five. Which is fine. It's just like a four. It's just a different number. And if they don't win the Big 12 tournament, well, it depends where the loss comes. I really think they could fall to a six. They could. That that seems and like I, my gut. Thing. And I'm telling you, I don't think that's a bad place. It's not a bad place. Because that, no. that gets you in a game with a three, which is really comparable to a four. And it gets you out of the bracket of the one. Because four or five eventually runs into the one sooner than a six would. And I'm very uncomfortable playing a 13 or a 12. I love Lunardi's latest update. It really matches what I kind of think. K-State is a six in Tulsa and Houston as the three in Tulsa. So if they win, they would play Houston, which has been a really good team. Uh, best team money can buy or legally call <laughs> um, with Calvin Sampson. And, and uh, that's a good game. That's a good matchup for K-State, I think. That's it. for the That's it. Half. Now we're done. Now we're done. Now, and no rant at the end of this one. This was this nice, calm ending. Well, you know, there was nothing that that the the posters felt the need to shove in our face for the second half. Like some high-low. I'm going to shove that in my face. I was was trying to make a pun, but... Okay, very good. That's it for the second half of the PowerCat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. That segment's brought to you by the high-low. First segment's brought to you by Tanner's. Great people, great food, great places to go visit, hang out, watch sports, have drinks. Yeah. Things I like to do. Typically, so when you're in Manhattan, stop by those places. We're going to come right back with the overtime, and the overtime uh, is good segment. Is yeah, it, I would say it's solid. It's fun. A little bit of both. Got a little bit of both. We got fun and crap right here on the Power Cat Podcast.
the gang will return with more of the Power Camp Podcast. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus their back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. Back to Fitz on the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Power Camp Podcast. First and second halves are in the rearview mirror. I'm staring at our big new print. That's up on the wall. It's really cool. I can't wait to put it out. Would you consider this a print? I don't know what else you'd consider it. It's four soundboards that we have faced with a giant stadium shot that is four feet deep and eight feet wide with gaps. It's cool. It's very cool. Not as cool as the Powercat podcast, but the stadium shot here where we're going to use it for some stand-ups next football season is extremely cool. My guys here are cool. I'm Tim Fitzgerald. That's Riley Gates. It's Zach Carlson. This is the Powercat podcast sponsored by The Fridge. And uh, make sure you stop in the fridge right there at the corner of Claflin and Westport. I don't know if they're drives or avenues or boulevards. or. You do know, though. Like, you know. Claflin Road. Lanes. Westport Drive. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you drive by it every day. I drive by it every day. And I honestly, I drive by it every day. And it's kind of like, because I don't drink much anymore because of uh, the health stuff. But I still do. I, I just got a good checkup. So I, I'll probably go partake maybe uh, Friday night with the boys. But I always walk walk by. Drive by the fridge like I walk by anything. <laughs> I drive by the fridge and I kind of always look at it like the ex-girlfriend's house. Why would you say that? I miss you. I don't think that's smart at all. I miss you. No. From Wizard6294, since Fake Patty stays upon us, what is your favorite alcoholic beverage to drink during the day? See, I'm confused by the question. Does it mean oh, this day I, or is it just the day? The like, day, I think. I, I've got different drinks for the day and for the night. You just mean... Uh, but but not for day. Fake Patty's Day. Fake Patty's Day is a different thing. You just well, that's kinda, what I'm saying. You, you're on a... <clears throat> look, Fake Patty's Day... Is the marathon of drinking? So is St. Patrick's Day. It's, yep. it's just a, it's a marathon, and and when you're running a marathon or you're running the 800, which means you go out at 12:30, uh, you approach these things differently. You might even wear different shoes. You wear different clothes. You have a mental approach that prepares you to be in there for the long haul. You stick with beer, and you add in some water. 
and you get that flowing through your system. If you're going to run the marathon, you got to stay hydrated. And of course, this is a metaphor for drinking all day. You got to be prepared because folks, I'm telling you right now, I am not a marathon runner. I am a sprinter. Right? Yeah. When I set out to accomplish something, I get after it. It's not about the journey. It's about the destination. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the drink, Fitz? For fake Patty's Day, you got to stick with beer early. You just got to. You can't. You cannot do what I instinctively do. I'll have vodka. I'll, you know, I might throw in some Irish whiskey on a good. You can get away with vodka because vodka makes you fun. Not used. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general. Oh no, it makes him. Well, yeah, it makes him fun. (laughs) I know. What I'm getting at though is that whiskey. If you drink whiskey all day, knowing as speaking as someone that tends to maybe do it a little longer than he should, you kind of turn into a grump. Sometimes yeah. a little mean. It's it's interesting how different alcohols do affect you differently. Uh, stay away from tequila. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the only reason you should drink tequila on fake Patty's Day or St. Patrick's Day is if for some unknown reason you're drinking at Carlos O'Kelly's. Yeah, that's fair. That's the Irish-Mexican place. People will. They'll drink everywhere. Uh, yeah, but- just kind of stick to beer during the day. And uh, take it a little bit easy. Know that you're in it for the haul. Try to, you're going to have that friend that's like, hey, let's do shots. That's not your friend. That's your enemy. On, on you can it. do jello shots. You can do jello shots because of that. If it was mass produced at a bar, you can do it. <laughs> uh, jello shots are great. I mean, they'll get you a little drunk, but I think jello's a food group, so that's good. Here's that thing. in your system. <laughs> Jello's a food group. So, well, it's fruit. What are your yeah. other food groups? Uh, well, the, candy, candy cane, no, candy corn. The, the bottom of my food pyramid, in one corner is vodka, and the other corner are tater tots. So, those so vodka, tater like tots, potatoes, Jello. and I'm well, Irish. Yeah. Vodka is not really Irish, but there's a very good potato vodka from Ireland out there. So The thing is, I've, I'm in Fitz's boat. It's beer. It's beer all day on Fake Patty's Day. And I'm until not a beer drinker. Late. I'm not a beer drinker, so this really forces me. It makes me full I'll and kind of groggy. And then I go get my happy juice going with the vodka. And, and for me, vodka it means it's kind of like the race has now entered the downhill portion. You're coming down the mountain, right? Screw the brakes. You're going, man. You're just hanging on for dear life when I switch to vodka. Because I pick up steam, and I get going, and nobody wants to see the results. Oh, we're all laughing and having a fun time, but eventually I I just turn into an idiot. So there we go. Stick to beer, folks. problem is I buy the expensive... Green, yeah, you talked. <laughs> the expensive green Bud Light bottles that, you know, if you do the math, you get a better bargain on a 30-pack. You just get more for your for what you're paying. But I just love drinking out of green bottles on fake Patty's Day, so I'll buy the... You know what I'm going to do on St. Patrick's Day? Is it green beer inside no, the green no. bottles? Yeah. I'm going no. to go get um, rubbing alcohol and corn syrup, mix those together and drink it. Okay, um, we have a we have work that day. Oh, that's right. I, Our never, beer does not have corn syrup. Never mind. <laughs> from I like pickles cat. Fake Patty's Day is coming up. What is your best story from the best fake day in the world? Well, sadly, I've only had three because this is the fourth year I've been in Manhattan and uh, working. We have a job to do that yeah. day. Yeah, I. Mean, I uh, 
When I was president of the Aggieville Business Association, I opted to participate. I thought I should probably participate one day from start to end, and it was hell on earth. I was in Tubby's at 9 a.m., and I was in a bar at 2 a.m. I did it. I made it. Oh. And hey. It, uh, I'm not proud of it. But uh, my, my favorite St. Our fake Patty's Day story is when it was first starting out before we really understood, and it was it was wild at, in the early editions of it, and we had a basketball game, a 5 p.m. tip with Colorado, so that shows how far back it goes. <laughs> um, old. Came down, parked, and you have to sneak back in the alley back in the day when we were in Aggieville and uh, parked, and I needed to go get some food, so I walked to Jimmy John's, and... It was like Night of the Living Dead. Everyone was zombies, except for the guy in the motorized wheelchair who almost ran me over. He was doing about, you know, 15 down the sidewalk, just mowing through people. And I walked in Jimmy John's, and I order a sandwich, and the guy looks at me like he loved me and says, You're not drunk. (laughs) No, I'm not drunk. So... My fake bad day ain't what it used to be. It used to be just wild. Mine was my freshman year. Um, it was a beautiful day. It's the last beautiful fake patties we've had in the last five years or whatever. Actually, four years because 2015 was good, but that was when I was in high school. 2016 fake patties day, my freshman year. My friend is in a frat, and so he's like, hey, what are you guys doing on fake patties? I'm like, oh, we're going to go over here for a while. He goes, okay. He goes, Come over to my fr- to my frat party at some dude's house in the backyard. So we so we get in, we're on the list, which is a thing, you know. Wow, and, Riley uh, Gates was on a yeah, frat list. I know, right? What a world world record. And we're there for a few hours, and finally gets about like lunchtime. And there was a guy that I lived with in the dorms, so he's on my floor that didn't drink, and he's like, "Hey, I'll, like I'll drive you guys anywhere." And I'm like, "Awesome!" So I called him. He picks us up. We go to McDonald's. I've got me, two of my friends from high school. Um, and one of them was going to Sterling. And so he doesn't, he didn't exactly party a whole lot in his freshman year at Sterling. And his, his tolerance wasn't great. No, that's, that's bad. He had his girlfriend with him. We get out of the car at McDonald's. And um, he threw up on her back. Ex-girlfriend now? No, they're still together. She goes, oh, it's okay. Like, like she. Oh, they, that's they a were in that They were in that stage of like. They couldn't yell at each other yet, you know. They don't. They only been together a month or two, three months, whatever. They couldn't yell at each other. You, you barf on me. My, friend. I'm gonna yell at you, mom. I'm gonna yell at you if you barf on me. My friend from the dorms had a had a shirt in his car, so like gives it to her. She puts it on, and we're just eating there in McDonald's. And this whole time, like I'm processing this. I'm like, he threw up on you, <laughs> and you're just cool with it. And now he's eating more. And then he went to my friend's house later, fell asleep, and threw up on the bathroom. So he uh, he struggled that day. And That's we will good. be telling that story for many years to come. Yeah, look, it really is. If you haven't trained properly for Fake Patty's Day, don't do it. Don't walk up to registration on the day of the marathon and say, I'm in. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. My best one was, we were. it was probably three years ago, we're sitting at our apartment, and there's... And I lived with Tyler Dryling at the time, and he had some friends over, 
And one of them, like, we didn't realize it until later, but one of them, we went to high school with this kid. And, like, he was, like, the only other guy there. But, like, we didn't really want him there. Like, we wanted him to go away. So, like, in my apartment, we had, like, in my bedroom, there was a back door to the parking lot. And then we had a front door. So, like, we had two doors. So, somehow we convinced him that we were going to go out or go to some other party and, like, to get him to leave. So, what we did was, you know, we told him, like, hey, you know, you got to ride somewhere. He's like, yeah, whatever. So, like, you know, he's waiting outside our apartment, you know, the whole time. And we go, like, down the block around and come back in the back door and we're in the apartment and he's still waiting outside (laughs) (laughs) dang it yeah we're like we don't want to hang out with him anymore we're like okay there are other inappropriate stories i can tell about stuff i've seen like i was standing at a bar one time and i looked over and realized that uh uh someone's daughter was doing something to a guy at the bar in front of everyone. Yeah. Someone's daughter? Well, I would... I would do, you like mean to, that a, did, did, do you mean that as someone you know's daughter? Or no, you're just no. using that as a general I, I term? I immediately thought, oh dear, you have a father. <laughs> I, I feel for him and you've made this decision to, to, to do this. <laughs> First of all, folks, no matter who you are, don't get on your knees in any bar on Fake Patty's Day. Just don't do it. It's filthy. It's disgusting. Next question. Next question. From azcato 5 why did we waste the Lucky Lavenders on Oklahoma State? Look, it, it's not like you can just wear them against anybody you want to, first off. Yeah, it's a road jersey, so you have to get permission. For you got you to get permission from the NCAA. You got to get the other team to agree to it. All those kind of things. Plus, don't you? Wouldn't you rather wear them against a team you know you're gonna beat? If you lose in the Lucky Lavenders, then nobody's gonna care. Then they lose their. Then there's the. Okay, lavenders. here's my thing. Add lavender pants. Okay. Add just add the lavender so you don't have to get permission. Get rid of the grays. Get rid of the grays. They haven't worn them that much this year, no, have I, they? I hate them. And and then get a purple jersey in a retro look that matches the shorts that you already have. Cats on the front script. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But I, I, I'd have to go back. I'm totally blanking what, what those dark purple Looked jerseys like. said back in the day. I think they just said uh, K State, Kansas State. I think they, they did. K State. I think didn't they, they said with Kansas like a State. really big K. I don't know. I but, want the late '90s gray jerseys. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Big Reebok logo, logos on them too. Outlaw gray jerseys. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do silver, I'm okay. Like a light silver. Like George, like Georgetown? Yeah. But gray is, no, it's not a good color. Hopefully they get the lavender shorts in if they're doing that. I don't know. I can't confirm that they're doing that, but I hope they're doing that. Hopefully they it's, get those. See, if, a, I, if they do lavender shorts, I think that they should make a modern take of the jersey. The jersey, you can't wear lavender shorts with, a, with the cat logo on it because that wasn't a thing back then. I don't think you can make up a throwback. Fair enough. No, I wouldn't do the purple shorts that they have now just in lavender. The one that goes with the lavender yeah. jersey. I wouldn't do that. I, w- I would agree with you. So make a whole new set. Yeah. Well, I would probably keep the top similar because that is the tradition. But then the shorts you can go do. You can put the power cat on there or something. I don't know. I think you can you can make it look similar to. I think you need to make it modern. Just have some fun with it. Yeah. Let's go go have fun. Let's have fun. We don't have to make everything look like it used to look or something. Go have some cool uniforms that, you know, Kansas does some really cool 
throwback uniforms that really aren't throwback. They just kind of look yeah. old. KU's I, ones that were like two games ago or whatever, those are really cool. They were kind of a grayish, but they were like really light gray. They were cool. Adidas that, does a good job of making throwback jerseys or that style of jersey for all of their schools. Adidas, that take was sponsored by Nate Bukitty. <laughs> there we go. Um, what I was going to say, though, is I thought it was weird that Oklahoma State wore black instead of their white Cowboy sure scripts jerseys. they wore the jerseys they were supposed to wear. Yeah. I thought they were supposed to wear white. The, that's Originally. What, that's what we were told. I don't know. I don't Even care. something else. Just Why don't you ask your buddy Mike Boynton? <laughs> I did, and he he didn't know. I asked him if he was wearing if they're wearing alternate jerseys for that game, and he's like, I don't know. That's that's something else. I, I don't deal with that. I just I just coach the players. I don't tell them what to wear. <laughs> From Watacat, when is the pro day, and has the type of access you will be granted been defined yet? I don't think there's a need to define it. We know we have access. Yeet. And I won't be there. Be able to go. Yeah, we won't be there. Yeah. Zach and I will not be there. We'll be covering a if Texas Tech loses a potential clinching game. <laughs> so, so yes, important. it's on a Monday. Uh the the combine Dalton Reisner will be at the combine this is this weekend. And Alex Barnes. Is Alex going? Yeah. Yeah. We How wrote did a I story miss it? about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was on the website, so <laughs> holy crap. We actually just got a press release about it during the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um so, yeah, you got those two guys, and then the, everyone will have a chance at Pro Day. I'll be interested to see who's all at Pro Day. It's just not K-State people. You know, if you're stud at Emporia State or someplace, you can come to the K-State Pro Day. And they have old really? players, too. Like, Ryan Mueller was at Pro Day for, like, nine years in a row or yeah. something like that. So. You keep wanting to get in front of scouts, you can come to this thing. So, yeah, it's. It, I'm sure Fritz will be there. I'm, we'll attempt to be there. Who knows? There will be coverage for the first time um, since the wheel was well, we hope there's going to be coverage. Fritch might go and just break down crying because <laughs> he's there. Just like, so blessed to be here. I have my coffee. I can watch this for the first time ever. Ever. He'll be like, he'll be like Fritch, what do you got? What content you got? He's like, oh, man. I don't I know. I forgot to write. <laughs> yeah, you know, people just would here. always say, well, you can always go to Pro Day this time of year. No, we couldn't. We couldn't go to Pro Day. Can't go to practice. Can't do anything. You have no access to anyone. No, you have nothing. Now the whole world's changed. And Zach and I can't go, and I'm sad. Yeah. Worst day. I'm so sad. We have to drive to Fort Worth on Pro Day. You want me to uh, go to Fort Worth with Zach and, and you go to Pro Day? No, because if they clinch the Big 12 championship that day, I'm going to be there. That was a fun trip last year, though. <laughs> if Oklahoma State wins tonight, I think we need to evaluate potentially, you know. Yeah, you might be right. What uh, what time's that game tip on Monday? Eight, Eight? or six? Yeah, it's a, it's a late game. Look, so go down it. Monday and come back Tuesday? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should be added to that credential request. I don't know. Why don't you put me down, and then we can decide later. Because I hate well, going with two spots, and then they're like, oh, who's the other one coming? And I'm like, eh, the boss didn't, boss, boss didn't come. That's okay. It's better than trying to get in late. That's fair. Did you already send the no, request? I, no, I haven't even gotten to fill it out yet. Okay, oh, here probably. we go. Next question. Uh, from me. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that a screen name, me? No, it's GPC Zach. Okay, there we go. I feel like there is a me on our board, though. That's at, confusing. At so, me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the board, yeah. Me. Me. <laughs> me. Uh, do you believe in the Chuck E. Cheese pizza conspiracy? Okay, folks, this is something Zach has introduced to us, and it is incredible. 
It is right up there with Elvis Didn't Die, JFK. Uh, I don't know what JFKs would be. The two UFO, shooters. The two shooters. Uh, UFOs exist and the Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy. Zach, spell it out. All, All right, these so, things just doesn't belong here. So basically, it's popped up on YouTube. Speaking <laughs> of YouTube, important. speaking of YouTube, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, youtube.com slash GoPowerCat. Hit the subscribe button. Come hang out for a little bit. We have a ton of videos on there, and they flow so fast through the site, it's almost like a clearinghouse for all of our video stuff. Yeah. All of our free videos. All of our free stuff is going to go to YouTube now. We've changed our philosophy a little bit. But anyway, on YouTube, YouTuber named Shane Dawson, very popular, has this conspiracy that if you don't finish your pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, a worker will take it to the back stash it and then from all the other uneaten pizzas we'll throw a little cheese on it and construct a new pizza and serve it to unsuspecting customers like like you know probably the most common pizza is either a cheese pizza for kids yeah. or maybe pepperoni, pepperoni. and then now, they make a frankenstein pizza out of it where the slices don't add up he now, had he has you know he says if you google pictures of pizza of pizza from little or little oh. chucky e. cheese from chucky e. cheese you know, he, he drew it. He's like, this piece is longer than this piece. That piece is shorter than this piece. It's like four or five different pizzas, he thinks. Right. And I and I will, by looking at that picture, yes, with the different size slices, you have to believe it. However, I need to see fresh pictures. I need to see where those pictures came from. I need to take get pictures in 2019. Because for all we know, yeah, someone just took a picture of pizza, said it was from Chuck E. Cheese. Like, I'm with you. I'm going to go to bat for Chuck E. Cheese a little bit. Which is still a thing, apparently, by the way. That I can't believe Chuck E. Cheese isn't closed by now. I haven't seen a commercial in God knows how long. But... I think there's some some validity to it, but I'm not I'm not willing to say I fully believe it yet. Okay, uh, I learned recently that Chuck E. Cheese serves beer. What? Yeah, they have a liquor license. I I am totally yeah. blown away by that. So here is my proposal for a bet: if you have a Chuck E. Cheese near you, and you and a buddy want to bet, like on you know Super Bowl or whatever, here's the stakes. That you two will go to Chuck E. Cheese and drink. The loser has to buy all the alcohol and also has to rent a panel van and drive it to Chuck E. Cheese to drink with the children around. There I'm go. going to Topeka, by the way, now. There's one in Topeka? Yeah. 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 I, I you never been? I've never I guess been to a Chuck E. Cheese. I don't have kids. Don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, we'd always, go to, we'd always go to Atchison for Thanksgiving and... There's one in Ashton? No. 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 You go to Topeka on the way back to Beloit. Atchison's in Topeka? I will punch you. <laughs> <laughs> I can go get hammered and play skee-ball. I can finally win something better than a whistle. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I'm so drunk. Where you at? Shocky cheese. <laughs> Uber. Is that where we're starting Fig Patty's Day? <laughs> <laughs> We could play ski ball until noon and still make it to the game. Oh, my. And we could figure out if the pizza conspiracy is real. Maybe I should offer my driving services on uh, Fake Patty's Day. Just go around and haul people around. Yeah. Maybe you should have signed up for an app called Uber. I'm not going to do it officially. No, that's weird. Off the cart. Yeah, I'm just going to just, like, if, if uh, people I know need a ride, I'll just go get them. That's fair. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. 
if one of us calls. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's <laughs> There's a I game think. that night. <laughs> yeah, you won't be out. Uh, yeah, I'm at Life of Fits on Twitter. I mean, if you're jammed up, hit me up, man. Maybe I'll be available. There you go. Uh, from Canelio, have you guys ever contemplated taking your PowerCat podcast on the road for a show? We Maybe have. some sort of meet and greet with some fans. We have. Um, thought about going to Tanner's one time. Yeah, we've talked about it. We've got a little portable board somewhere. I don't know where it's at right now. Um, yeah. That's portable. It's ish. Is ish. So, uh, yeah, we could. We could. I just prefer the sound of a studio. I always think when, when look, I think when talk radio has gone off the rails when they sell them and constantly go places and, you know, people, I understand it's advertising. You got to have the revenue, but it sounds like crap. You know, when I did power kick game day, we're in a crowded bar. It sounded like crap. It really did. But it was, it wasn't really about the listener at that point. It was an event. Power kick game day on the road in the heyday was an event and you went to it. Now it's not. Um, now people are more savvy and do their own thing. You know, that it, as I did it longer and longer, the crowds died off. And I don't just think it was winning and losing. I think K-State fans knew all the venues, all the road trips, and they'd been on them, and they had their own places they wanted to go. I get it. And bowl games now, they're all, they all figured out. But, um, yeah, I, I prefer just to do it. I think controlled environment, radio, audio is just so much better. That doesn't preclude us from doing it. We'll see. From Watacat, are you planning a meetup for the Big 12 tournament? It, it really depends on seating. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand, we're, we only get to enjoy the Big 12 tournament as, you know, as human beings if they play early. Last and, year was perfect. And, and we get to go out afterwards. Um, Done with work by four yeah and one seed one seed yeah exactly one seed plays here let's go let's go let's go uh but yeah that'd be kind of cool how did that work last year then no i think they changed it the one seed used to be the early game but they finally wised up and they moved them to the second game. i was gonna say we i was it's like, been we like covered that the for a while yeah they, but they used to be i don't so think silly. it's yeah. been like that that long though because ku so KU k-state was the 11 a.m game last year but the year before that when ku lost to tcu when tcu was not very good that was the 11 a.m game because then k-state played right after that I mean, yeah, they've changed it they changed around. It, but, but the number one seed always has been in the day bracket, whether they're the early or late yeah. game or that. I'm just praying we get the 11 a.m. kick tip again. Kick. Jeez. So you're hoping for a four seed? But even, uh, no, maybe they'll be nice, and they'll say, we'll go Paracat once to enjoy the night. I think oh, that would that, be nice. Okay, okay. That would be sure. nice. My friends in Kansas City would enjoy that. We, we'll discuss that, actually. We will discuss that and look at it. But like I said, um, you just don't know anything until you know when you're playing. Last question of the podcast from Watercat. I don't like this one. Fitz, what would the consequences be if one of your employees pulled a Bucati? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> it wouldn't be. But but these guys honestly aren't as known as Nate Bucati. You know? But they're not going to be sitting on the front row because they don't have any rich friends to give them free tickets and stuff. But honestly... We're just wired differently. It's hard for me to go to a Royals game. I don't cover the Royals and cheer. I mean, I I did maybe when I went um, in the playoffs, but it was never derogatory towards the other team. I'm not sitting there in the third row yelling, you know, at opposing players. That's just not not how I'm wired anyhow. So, 
Yeah, it wouldn't be pretty if something like that happened. I have a feeling we wouldn't have a great relationship after that. <laughs> you just, know, I just think the situation putting us in a situation where we could do that, especially the fact that we're working the games we're going to be at for the team we cover. Um, like it would happen at a Royals or a Sporting KC game or something, and that's just we're not going to be close enough to any sort of. <laughs> oh, after well, I tailgated the recent Chiefs game, we never know what might. Happen. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way: if if you're sitting on press row with me and you are working, and in a moment of losing your mind, you kind of clap, or you know you vocal vocalize something where others can hear it, I will rip your head off. I want to rip other people's head off that are clapping and and being, you know, really vocal about things. You know, I'm vocal about things on press row, but I'm always kind of analyzing. That's bad call, good call. And it's not really about K-State. Everything's, oh, that's a bad call against K-State. I'll, I'll, I think Big 12 officials are equally bad for everyone, typically, except in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, Out of a moment of shock, I kind of elbowed Fitz in the gut two years ago when TCU hit that buzzer beater at the Big 12 tournament to tie K-State and go to overtime, mm-hmm. or however that situation was. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, that's, that, that was about as much as I've ever cheered the court side. You can, and it's not about you can't react on pressure. Sometimes a big play will happen, and you'll see like a dunk, and we'll, the whole press will go, whoa. Like Blair Kirkhoff's <laughs> Twitter header photo of him basically standing up on press row when Buddy Heald hit the three-quarters court <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But, um, you know, getting – Aiming it at an opposing player is just bizarre. Anyhow, at yeah, I, I've known in the, up in the press box, we briefly had a couple people that were small town newspaper and didn't understand. You couldn't be cheering up there, and I finally yelled, you know, at Kenny Lanou. Kenny got a got a takeout on aisle nine here. Let's let's get this taken care of because I can't. That's that's my work environment, man. Don't come in my work environment and disrupt it. It's you know, it's like a library. It kind of it's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's it, it. There's just something about when you're on press row, you need to stay detached. So if you you don't get, it's really difficult at times. I'll be honest because, you know, we're not just K-State graduates. The success of the team is good for our business and it's fun for us. We much rather cover wins. Last year, the going through the Elite Eight, that was fun, man. That was fun. So. Yeah, it's kind of hard to stay detached at times, but especially when at uh, the Sweet 16 game when they beat Kentucky, when the I was sitting next to administrators and they just went crazy. <laughs> One of them grabbed me by the shoulders, "We're going to the Elite Eight and said something else. <laughs> I've known. I've, I've known. And then someone called him out too, thinking it was mean, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought, and I've known him a long time. I knew he was <laughs> celebrating. He, yeah. was not aimed, he was not using the phrase he used aimed at me. You know, in a hostile way. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I thought it was funny. I I respect him tremendously, so I'm not worried about it. Anyhow, yeah, I'd kill you. That's pretty much it. That escalated real quickly. Basically, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. But do come to Manhattan on Saturday and watch K-State and Baylor. And if you are a brave soul, and I mean a very brave soul, Bring an alternative shirt to wear after the game and wander down to Aggieville for Fake Patty's Day. Night of the Living Dead. 
arrive Saturday in Manhattan. It's been the Powercat Podcast. Fitz, Riley, and Zach, we will be back next week, and we thank everyone at the Fridge. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.